Welcome back to the Meet St. Louis podcast, the show taking you behind the scenes of your favorite restaurants, breweries, and small businesses. I'm your host, Alexa Zotos with KMOV. Happy holiday season. We hope you all had a fantastic Thanksgiving filled with lots and lots of food. We hope you shopped local all throughout the St. Louis area. This week, we are diving in with a holiday tradition. For three generations, Mirt Tree Farm has been a part of those holiday memories for family after family. It's located on 150 acres in Festus, and you can find rows and rows of Christmas trees. Victoria Mirt joined us just days before the madness began to share what it's like to attempt to modernize the Christmas tree farm industry while carrying on the legacy started by her grandfather in 1963. It can be a tough industry, dependent on Mother Nature and the economy. But Victoria says the moment those families walk in for their annual visit to the farm, all is merry and bright. So let's meet Victoria. Well, thank you so much for joining us. No problem. You guys are about to really dive into the busy season. What does the Christmas season look like for you guys? So a lot of people don't realize it takes a lot to get ready for opening day. Um, it's we got to get our Fraser Fur shipment in from North Carolina. We got to get our wreaths made, the store fixed. Um, even before we open, we have, I believe we have like 17 different classes that we do before we even open <laughs> on the 26th. So it's just trying to get all those finishing touches and everything wrapped up before we open on Friday. What do you typically see when it comes to opening weekend? How many people come through the the farm? Thousands. <laughs> so we'll typically sell around anywhere between 1,500 to 2,000 Christmas trees that weekend. Um, so it's thousands of people because you got to figure everybody has at least four people in a sure. family. <laughs> so do you... I actually have one family that comes down. It's 67 people. No, it's not. That's yes, it is. It's the whole family. <laughs> what does that mean to you to be a part of family traditions like that? You know, I've been able to appreciate it more the older I get, you know, when I grew because I've grown up on the farm. And I will definitely say it's something that I look forward to now every single year. Um, the fact that we are a part of these people's family traditions for generations. Um, the family that comes in, it's four generations that come in. Um, and they're treat they're basically they're teaching their little ones. You come to the Christmas tree farm whenever they whatever day they choose. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that you've grown up with this because this is a generation farm. Talk mm-hmm. to me, walk me back a little bit to the history of the farm. So my we actually started in Oakville um, on a six acre farm there. My um, papa and my great papa actually started planting on, like I said, it was a six-acre six acre farm. There were six kids, and my grandma and papa was really big on college education. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how this all got started. It was kind of, it was actually the, the Christmas trees felt, felt were for the college funds for the kids. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that's really how it started, um, and it's grown into this absolute monster. <laughs> but um, they ended up buying the Festus location in 1974 or 75, I believe. And um, in 2002, we ended up closing the Oakville farm and moving all of our operations down to Festus. 
So when they started the farm, had they had experience in growing Christmas trees? Was this sort of just on a whim? How did the idea come about? So my papa was always, he always had a green thumb. He was, he had a weird obsession with plants <laughs> and Christmas trees from what, what, like I said, what I got told from like my mom growing up. Um, he just always had a green thumb and it was something, there was a need for it. There was nobody around us selling anything. And, you know, it was, she was just kind of like, okay, let's try it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it started, you said six acres. What are you at now? Um, so our Festus location has 150 acres, and we plant on probably about, I would say about 90 acres uh, is Christmas trees. And how many trees does that typically produce? I know we talked that the other day that it takes about eight years for a tree to mature. Mm-hmm. So how many trees are you planting along so those 90 So my mom acres? typically plants um, anywhere between, I think, about four to five thousand trees a, a spring. So anywhere, anyway, I think this past spring she did plant about five thousand Christmas trees. So times that by eight, and that's about how many Christmas trees are on our property. Wow. And so you mentioned your mom. Did your mom take it over? Uh, yes. So um, in 2012, uh, my grandma and my papa asked my mom to basically come back. Um, to the farm to help out. Um, the recession did hit us really hard. Mm. Um, so my mom ended up having to unfortunately leave and then get a different job. And then they hired her back on in 2012. Um, she asked me to come on in 2013 after I graduated college. Um, and I basically, we sat down and so she, we kind of made a joke and I say, okay, you do everything outside and I'll do everything inside. (laughs) So she does all of the Christmas tree maintenance and she does like all the pumpkins because we do pumpkins in October. So she does all of that. And then we do a sunflower maze also in July, mid-July to August. So my mom does all of that outside. You said that she kind of came back. Was it something that she grew up thinking that she was going to get into doing this? you it, She obviously grew up amongst it as well. Was it something that she had passion for? Yeah, so my mom actually, her college education was agriculture. Hmm. Um, it's something that we've always have, it's something that she's always loved to do. I, my mom has a total gift for it. She definitely, when it comes to the gift of Christmas tree growing, she's got my papa's green thumb for sure. It's so funny, though, because she'll put something in her, she'll plant something in her yard, never water it, and it lives. Me, I plant something, I water it, take good care of it, and it dies. (laughs) So you didn't quite inherit the green thumb aspect? Not quite, no. I mean, I don't kill everything, but quite a few things don't survive. (laughs) What made you want to get into the family business? So I guess everybody goes through their little teenage spell where everybody gets really rebellious. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so I grew up on the farm. I mean, I was planting trees when I was probably four years old. I was putting the trees in the ground. Um, when I turned 16, my mom was like, well, you can either still work at the farm or go get a new job. I ended up going into retail Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I was in retail for eight years and nine years, no, 10, 10 years. I was in retail and I got a new job. And I, like I said, when I told her I, I would come back, I said, I want to do things a little differently. Mm -hmm. Um, I said I kind of want to modernize the farm a little bit more. 
And we just, like I said, we had a really hard conversation on where to go forward after the recession and the 2012 drought. Um, I wanted to focus on the store and getting the Christmas and making it turn into a Christmas store. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to focus really big on social media and getting all that done. Um, I also wanted to start doing classes. I wanted to modernize the Christmas tree farm experience. Was that a tough conversation in the sense that, you know, she had grown up seeing it done this way? I imagine Christmas tree farms across the country have kind of always done it X, Y, Z, and you were mm-hmm. looking to, to kind of, as you said, bring that into the future. Yeah, so my mom is extremely open to new ideas. Um, I always, it's actually funny, I look, I'll be like, how I think is I think with my arms crossed and, my, and I'll literally be staring at a wall and my mom looks at me and she goes, what now? <laughs> <laughs> but um, my papa wasn't exactly on board with the modernization. Mm-hmm. He was more, a little bit more resistant, but um, he did end up passing five years ago. So he passed in 2016. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, so um, he started to see the change, and he was a man of very few words sometimes. Mm-hmm. And he came in the, that last season. He came in in October. He passed in November. And, you know, I was just kind of taking him on a tour of the store, just kind of showing him what I had done that year in 2016. Mm-hmm. And he kind of went, huh, looks good. <laughs> and <laughs> And again, that means more to me than anything, because it is hard to take, especially that older mentality out of it and modernize things a little bit. Absolutely. And I imagine there's a lot of those conversations happening on a lot of farms across the country. You mentioned the recession and the drought. And those are Mm -hmm. two things that we hear about why Christmas trees are more expensive, Um, for example, this year and last year, because first off that recession, why Mm -hmm. did that hit the tree farm industry so hard? So it was kind of a double whammy. Um, we honestly, we didn't plant hardly any trees during the recession. Mm. I think, like I said, we usually plant about 5,000. I think we maybe planted 750 trees. Oh, wow. Um, and honestly, thank goodness we didn't plant that many trees because whatever trees we did plant died mm. um, because of that drought. So it was just kind of a double whammy in, 20, in 2012. Um, and it takes, like I we had... Obviously, we still had trees until 2016, but when those 2012, 2011, and 2010 trees should have been eight foot tall, um, every that would have been 2017, 18, 19. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, like I said, we just had a total shortage on Christmas trees. The good part is pine trees, because we grow scotch pine and white pine and Norway spruce, mm-hmm. they're a little bit more of a hardier tree, so they can recover a lot faster than like a Fraser fir tree mm-hmm. that we have to get brought in. And so those Fraser firs, you mentioned, they don't grow here in Missouri because of mm-hmm. weather, climate? Is that why? Um, they hate our weather and <laughs> they hate our soil. So Fraser fir need more of a sandy soil and we have a very clay-based soil in Missouri. Mm-hmm. So um, I think there's actually only one Christmas tree farm in all of Missouri that has a sandy soil. Um And even then, I think I've heard that they've had issues within the last couple of years trying to keep them because of those. um, It's too hot in the summertime for them. Sure. So you guys bring those in, and has it been hard to get those Fraser firs this year? It's been hard for the last probably 
four years, we've had no, five years, five years, we've had a really hard time getting those in. Um, so this has even started before, but mm-hmm. we've been noticing it even more over the last probably three years. It's just, I mean, we'll take whatever we can get if the grower can give it to us, you know. Um, this year, my order, I got an email probably back in October, end of October. He's like, hey, we don't have all of your eight to nines, but can we switch it out for this kind? Mm-hmm. It's been a lot of, hey, can we switch it? Mm-hmm. How does that make you, um, I guess, how does that work with then updating your customers? Do people come looking for a specific kind of tree? And how hard is that to to kind of let them know that, hey, Mother Nature dictates a lot of this business? Yeah. I mean, this year, like I said, last year was really good to us, and this year's been good. Um, It's just we're just telling everybody, come as early as possible, and it's first come, first serve. Um, I've had a lot of people that are like, can we pay for over the phone and hold it? I said, nope. I'm like, you need to be here. I'm like, we're open. Here are limited hours, and um, I was like, you can come early. Make sure you're here on Friday, Black Friday. Wow. And so I'm curious how you see the industry changing, because I imagine, you know, a lot of these weather events that have made it tough for certain farms to have, you know, better or worse years are are probably going to continue. What does that look like for the future for your farm and others? Yeah, so actually a lot of people don't know this. There is a – Missouri Christmas Tree Association, and then there's a Midwest Christmas Tree Association. Every year, there's a different state that is to hold the Christmas Tree Association. Mm -hmm. So the good part is we do learn a lot at these meetings about how to change and how to adapt and what to do if something were to happen, like a drought or something like that. So the farms are, again, it's just been a really just trying to figure it out. I hate to say it, but we're kind of figuring it out as we go. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of been a big, big part of it. Sure. Do you still see, though, a future of Christmas tree farms? Absolutely. I actually see more of a future now than I did 10 years ago. Why do you say that? I feel like people are wanting, they're seeking that family environment. They want to mm-hmm. do things as a family. I think COVID really brought people together um, and People are wanting to do things as a group again. Uh, I've been noticing more families, like my regular families, are bringing even more family members into the farm now. So it's just they're passing on their tradition now to other family members. Mm-hmm. You know, I was int- it was interesting. I was reading that 85% of people have an artificial tree, which is shocking mm-hmm. to me because I've always had, I've always been team real tree. Um, can't beat the smell. And does that surprise you to hear that number, especially with the numbers of people you see coming to the farm? Yes and no, because um, I know I mean, most of my friends, I'm not going to lie, have an artificial tree. <laughs> what? I, I give them a little bit for it, don't worry. I make sure that they know loud and clear that they shouldn't. But, you know, I mean, like, sometimes, I mean, like, my fr- a couple of my friends have allergy issues. Right. Um, so, and I, I totally understand, which is why we've been expanding the Christmas store, because mm-hmm. we were always known as just a Christmas tree farm. And we know that not everyone gets a real tree, which is okay we know it's not for everybody um so that's why we've been expanding the store and you can put a wreath like we do all of our wreaths or we make them all in-house so we'll sell around between 1200 to 1500 wreaths wow 
it's a lot of wreaths. Um, <laughs> and I mean, you can put one on your door and it looks gorgeous. Um, I mean, I put my wreath up usually this weekend. I'll put it up and I don't take it down till March 1. Wow, there you go. <laughs> Who's making all the wreaths? Is that a, a something you and your mom do or is that other people at the, um, at the farm in the store? So um, we have about four people that will clip up the trees because you have to clip up the trees. What does to that make mean? The wreath- so you have to basically clip the branches off of the Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. So whenever you make a wreath, it's basically a Christmas tree branch just broken down into several different layers. Mm-hmm. And then it goes, when you make the wreath, it goes on a clamp. And then my wreath maker, she's worked for us, I want to say almost 30 years she's wow. been here. Um, she literally will make every single wreath in this building, and she is amazing at what she does. My mom will decorate them. My Aunt Anna and I make the bows that go on all the wreaths, and then we just we put them out. Then I mean, it, it is 100% a 100% team effort. That's incredible, and I think that when people hear that, you know, I think there's this – push and this effort to really support our local businesses. When you hear from people that they drive, you know, X amount of miles just to come to your Christmas store, whether it's for your trees, whether it's for your wreaths, or for the experience in general, um, I imagine all that hard work is is paying off. Oh, 100%. You know, my mom and I, we looked at each other. We closed up um, that last year on Sunday. We literally looked at each other with tears in our eyes because, you know, we've been basically fighting to get out of that recession hole. Mm-hmm. And my mom and I looked at each other with tears in our eyes last Sunday, last year. And I looked at her and I said, we did it. You know, that was like a huge, after all the hard work that we've been, after all the hurdles and everything we've had to overcome over the last eight years, we finally felt like we did it last year. So last year was a really good year. It was a phenomenal year. I mean, I couldn't have asked for a better year last year. Um, I hate to say it, but COVID was really good to us because yeah. it was something families could do outside. Absolutely. Um, well, so many businesses, you know, struggled because they couldn't have people inside. Something mm-hmm. like a farm that brings people out in acres of open air can can really see some success. Absolutely. And you know, you probably know from first experience, there's no cell phone reception down here. <laughs> no. So you can't even have your cell phone when you're down here. <laughs> you really have to actually look and enjoy Mother Nature when you're down here. What do you find the most special on those that opening weekend when the doors open, figuratively, um, and people come rushing in? What do you love about it the most? My regulars. <laughs> I love my families. I absolutely love my customers so much. I mean, it's just so good because I only see these customers usually once a year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've been at that front desk now, right, ringing out my regulars now for seven years. And I just absolutely love seeing them every year. That one family that I was talking about that has 67 people, it's not Christmas until he walks in the door going, ho, 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 Merry Christmas. <laughs> every year he does. And, you know, it's it's absolutely my it, – and it's also hearing the, oh, Mom, look at that. You know, it's just – it's the kids. It's everybody. I absolutely love the experience that we have been able to bring and the joy. And that's something that people – I take good pride in making sure that everyone here – especially employees, have a smile on their face, no matter mm-hmm. how tired we are. But, you know, I want to make sure that my customers leave with the best ex- best experience possible when they leave here. 
I'm curious what your holiday traditions look like. If you guys are working around the clock at the tree farm to make other people's holidays special, what are some of the holiday traditions in your family? So (laughs) holiday traditions, um, so like Thanksgiving was actually on Sunday for us. Um, Wow, because I imagine this, this coming Thursday is pretty busy. Correct. Yeah, so we have to, like my mom and I, because we don't, we, my mom and I have our little tradition. We actually come down to the farm usually and we work a half a day. We just make sure we walk the store, make sure everything's finalized, make sure everything's good to go. And then I go to my dad's side for Thanksgiving dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandma's side, which is the tree farm side, um, it's basically for Thanksgiving. We just kind of grab and go. <laughs> but then for Christmas, um, Grandma has always hosted Christmas Eve. So Christmas Eve is Grandma's holiday. So the whole family comes down to her house and we celebrate Christmas. She got she has two Christmas trees up and there's presents everywhere and you know that's what I've always grown up with and that's what I always will have. I love that so much. When do you get your tree and when do you say is the, I know you're saying come early to get those trees to make sure you get one, but when's the best time to put your tree up? So I actually already got my tree because I do get a Fraser fir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so my tree, actually, I took it home last night. I'll leave it in my garage probably till next week, and then I'll go ahead and put it up in the Christmas tree stand. Um, I always tell people when, before you put it in that Christmas tree stand, you have to saw off about another half an inch on your tree. It's kind of like flowers. Whenever you cut, you want to recut the flowers before mm-hmm. you put them back in the vase. Well, kind of the same thing with the Christmas tree. You want to cut the base, make sure it has a fresh cut before you put it in the stand. And just keep it watered. Um, If you have, like I always tell people, if you have a fireplace or like to keep your house really hot, just put like an air humidifier by your tree. It helps definitely keep it, keeps it a little more moisture around it. Mm -hmm. And if it's by an air vent, just make sure that air vent gets closed. Because I know everybody's running heat this time of year. So you just want to make sure your house is, not 90 degrees. <laughs> right. Because that can dry it out and then it doesn't yep. look as pretty and probably makes right. it a, more of a hazard. Right. Well, and the good part is now that there are LED light bulbs, so it's not as much of a hazard as it was, say, 20 years ago. Sure, sure. When you're decorating your tree, do you go with a theme or do you use ornaments from the past? I'm always curious um, to hear what other people's sort of decorating ideas are. So I decorate my tree kind of like a florist. Um, I buy all my ornaments in sets of threes or six. Mm. Every ornament on my tree is glass, and it's either in the color scheme of clear, gold, or silver. Mm-hmm. I have no color on my tree. <laughs> so I have a very, very glitzy, glammy tree, basically. Do you love, do you ever get to see photos of people's trees? Do they tag you? And you mentioned you are big on social media with um, introducing mm-hmm. that for the tree farm. Do you get to see people's trees when they put them up? I do, and I absolutely love it every year because everyone has such different tastes and styles. And, you know, you have some customers that have all homemade ornaments on their tree. Um, And then you have other people that have, like, the buffalo check theme or whatever it may be. I love seeing everybody's different styles because I know my style is not everybody's style. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's what makes it special to you. When you think about the holiday season and the traditions that people have, what do you look forward to carrying on um, in the next generation of the tree farm? I just want the next generation to come and still have those memories that they had 
I still want it to be the same as what they remember, but just a little bit more glitzy glammy, I guess you could say. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, we've just been trying to modernize things a little bit, but I still want to keep it traditional as possible regarding the, you get a saw, you cut your own tree down, and then you basically take it home and on the top of your tree, tying your tree on top of your car. I mean, I still want to keep those traditions and those memories for the future generations. Is there a, a memory that you have that sticks out growing up on the farm that really take, that hits home to you? So it actually goes back to when I was a little kid. Um, I lived on the Oakville property, and I will never forget. So we had these things, they're called A-frames. And the Fraser firs will lean up on the A-frames. And something that always, me and all my cousins always did is we played hide-and-go-seek in the Christmas trees mm-hmm. on those A-frames. And I will never forget that. I mean, we would hide. I, You couldn't find sometimes. You couldn't find me because I would get in all these little crevices. <laughs> I did not want to be found at all. But that was probably my most. I loved it when the A-frames went up mm-hmm. at the Oakville property because that would be hide and go seek. And I imagine it's just such a special thing to have those memories and to be able to walk outside for your job and and just be reminded of that, of that family history that it brings and the new memories that it creates for people. Absolutely. And, you know, it really is something to think about. You know, like I said, as I've gotten older, I really have appreciated a lot more that we are a part of people's traditions and their family traditions and their generational traditions. And, you know, it's something that, you know, we are selling a good, obviously, but we are creating memories as well at the same time. It's definitely a lot to think about. (laughs) It's a wonderful thing. It's absolutely wonderful. My papa. Oh, you go ahead. My papa, that was one thing. He always wanted to make sure everybody came and left with a smile on their face and had memories in their phones or however they took their photos. And it's a memory that you're going to get that you're not going to get if you go to a big box store and pick up a tree that's leaning against the building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're definitely not going to get that experience of taking the wagon ride out to the Christmas tree field, searching for that perfect Christmas tree. Um Fun fact, though, it's always the first tree you see is going to be your tree. <laughs> but, um, I mean, it's just searching for some cause some people will search for a couple hours just because they want to see every tree, you know. It's creating all those memories of doing that. But it's usually that first one that they go back to. <laughs> it's usually the first one. And you know what? It's so funny because I did the same thing. I went in the Fraser firs. I kind of I saw the one tree. I said, I think that's my tree. I just I took a gander around just to make sure. And I went back and I said, that's my tree. <laughs> I found it in, I think it was about 30 seconds I found it. <laughs> it was a record. We'd love to hear about your holiday traditions. Is there a place that you and your family always go to pick up a tree? Is it Ted Drew's? Do you go and cut your own? Is there a light show that you frequent, whether it's the Missouri Botanical Garden Glow or Tillis Park's Winter Wonderland? Let us know over on social media. You can find us on Instagram and on Facebook at the Meet St. Louis Podcast. We'll meet you back here next week.